This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. Local recording artist Alina Laurie is making a name for herself and looking to add to the rich musical legacy of the Pacific Northwest, and specifically right here in Seattle. And with me this morning to talk about her music uh, and career is Alina. Good morning, Alina. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing wonderful. It's such an honor to be on here with you this morning. Uh, it's great to have you on. Uh, Alina, first of all, uh, let's talk a little bit about about your uh, music and, you know, how would you best describe your artistry and your music? Gosh, that's a great question. You know, I would say that it's uplifting, it's inspiring, it's healing. Um, I would say that my artistry is out of the box. Uh, I would say that it's one of those things where um, it's not, how do I say it? It's not like what you've seen before. Uh, but it's definitely necessary for the time that we are living in right now. Right. And, and what do you hope that people take away from your music when they listen? Oh, gosh. You know, I really I really hope that people feel loved when they hear my music. I really hope that people feel inspired. I really hope that they feel the healing that they need. I really hope that they feel that I understand, um, that they're not alone. Um, I hope that they feel uh, empowered to reach their own goals and dreams. Um, and that they are happy about life um, and knowing that, um, you know, it doesn't matter what, what happened in their past. It doesn't matter what happened. Um, even yesterday, you are not obligated to be the same person you were yesterday so that you can have a new start and beginning anytime you want to. Right. And let's, let's talk a little bit about messaging um, and, yep. and what that process looks like in your music. Um, is it, do you, um, when you're developing your music and your lyrics, you know, are you thinking of messaging uh, or are things just kind of flowing out in a way that just connects with, um, you know, what's going on in the world? Or is there this concept where you're like, you know, I really want to connect with a person and get them to think about X, Y, and Z? Or is that just, you know, something that just comes along with that process? Absolutely. Uh, you know, really, it's, it's a mixture of both. There are times where I can literally just be riding along or driving along or I'll be in the studio and a melody will drop to me um, and I will write based on what that is or I go and work with the producer and I'll say, hey, you know what, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm hearing, and then he'll create and I write to that. Um, but really, I do draw from my personal experiences, um, things that are going on in the world, um, but also really 
I do want people to feel it. So there are times when I write very intentionally. Um, so, for example, my song Tonight that came out last year, I really wanted people to feel a whole vibe. I really wanted people to have that exciting thrill of when they're getting ready to go out or have a dinner party or connect with that that budding relationship, that person that they're really feeling. I really was very intentional um, in, in writing that. So was the producer in creating the music for that. Um, and so I would say definitely I, I'm very intentional <laughs> in, in that, in what I am creating. And, and what I want people to get from it. Right. Now, you're a young up-and-coming artist, um, yeah. and, you know, people um, these days tend to look at music from young artists in a different way, in a different manner. Um, however, mm-hmm. you know, your music has a very um, soulful and mature type of vibe to it that really, you know, crosses over to um, complement uh, multiple generations. Uh, within our community, wow. Yeah. Wow. can you kind of talk up, talk about that? Is that something that's intentional? Is it a, a natural thing, or you know, where does that kind of where does that come from? Gosh, oh wow! First, thank you because that's actually <laughs> that's a huge compliment for one. Um, you know, I, I go back to my childhood as I think about the different people that I grew up listening to. Um, you know, like Mariah Carey, um, Diana Ross, uh, Whitney Houston, different ones, and just all throughout the just the years. Um, and I notice now as I get older with my music, I realize that I I, I actually do have a bit of an old soul. <laughs> so to speak. Um, And to be honest, it really wasn't intentional. It really wasn't intentional. I think that it comes from being a millennial, but also being very aware of the music that came before my time. Um, Also, I'm really into music having, uh, not the music currently doesn't have substance, but I'm really into songs really having meaning and depth. And I think that a lot of songs, I think prior, uh, back in the day, so to speak, there was a lot more intentionality and um, depth to those songs, and so I, I think that I just naturally um, embody that. Right. Now, uh, when did you first get into music and singing? And I understand um, that uh, you kind of um, got your roots or your foundation in gospel music, uh, which is ironic that you were talking about a Whitney Houston or somebody like that, because that's kind of how she got her stuff, uh, music rooted as well. Uh, but can mm-hmm. you kind of talk about when you first got into uh, music and singing and what that looked like and how old you were? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so I started singing by the age of three years old. Um, and just, you know, in my household, my parents played a lot of music. Um, they played a lot of Kirk Franklin, a lot of Yolanda Adams, um, just a lot of just Bishop Morton, just a lot of John P. Key, so BB and CC, so many amazing gospel greats growing up. Um, and so I just, and, and I'll say this, you know, uh, God really put a love in his, in, in my heart for him at an early age, you know, being raised in pastoral family, of course, people assume, oh, well, you know, like people, you know, you, you were, you were made to, to, to do that, but not, not so my parents, you know, raised me up in the way, but I had a love for Christ automatically. So, um, that did definitely have me singing at the age of three, singing songs unto the Lord. Um, and then, you know, just from there, um, just growing up again, hearing different artists, hearing different songs, it really did impact me. Um, I I really got professional with my singing career in 2011 when I had um, 
I just came home from college. I ended up auditioning for X Factor, and I had auditioned for The Voice a little bit before that. Uh, and I thought, you know what? You know, I always knew I was I was going to do this professionally. It was my dream, but it just really kind of pushed me to really start getting into my music on a serious level um, professionally. Um, and so I started my my singing my professional singing career the summer of uh, uh, of 2011. All right, and. Um, you know, you've had uh, some success in both 2020 and 2021, uh, which is a major success considering that we were and still are in the middle of a pandemic. You know, yeah. um, would, you, would you consider 2020 and 2021 uh, a breakthrough year for you or was this more of a continuation of that that growth process? Absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, when the pandemic happened, um, I, I also was actually speaking with um, Aaron about this, with the, with the article we were talking about, kind of with, with the pandemic taking place. Um, it, for artists, especially now, we have great tools like social media and YouTube and different streaming platforms that allow us to get our music out. And so, uh, it, you know, it's sad, of course, in a little bit of situations, you know, everyone being at home, but it also opened up an opportunity for me to be on people's computers <laughs> and phones and allowed me to actually knuckle down and focus on my craft and, and also rebrand myself in the direction that I ultimately am in now. Um, so I would say definitely was a breakthrough year for me because I was uh, working and busy, but I, I was able to actually sit and say, wow, okay, Alina, what's next, right? We got to take this artistry to the next level. Um, so I would say definitely this has been a breakthrough year for me, for sure, 2020 and right. 2021. Right. And, and for clarification for our listening audience, when she made the referral, reference to Aaron, she's speaking of Aaron Allen, a uh, writer from yes. the Seattle Media newspaper who uh, had written a story uh, about Alina that appeared in this week's Seattle Media newspaper and was also available online at um, seattlemedium.com. Uh, and, and in that article, Alina, I know it kind of talked about um, you – uh, originally starting off with gospel music and then uh, moving into more secular music, which, um, you know, from what I was reading, really provided you with more of a freedom uh, to really express yourself and not be put into a box. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Absolutely. I say that because, um, and I'm sure you understand as well, is that sometimes you can be before your time. <laughs> interesting sometimes you can be before your time um and you know growing up in the church and being being a pk and things of that nature um you know in singing there's a lot of boxes that you can be put into and i i realized just growing up and even in my adult life that i never really fit even though my heart was and it still is for for the gospel and for the you know touching the heart and souls of people, I wasn't quite embraced within the Christian music community. Um, I was considered more so CCM, but I was not embraced there. And then as far as traditional gospel, I was not embraced there as either. Um, and then my look as well, my external, I, I was oftentimes judged based on my external appearance as well. Um, but I've always been a worshiper. Um, and so I, I really came to a breaking point last summer um, after doing uh, Christian music for eight years. You know, my team, my family, all of us prayed about this and even talking with the, with the producer I work with as well. 
um, after eight long years of putting music out there uh, for the Christian music community, I realized that, honestly, it's not where God wanted me to be at, because, you know, ultimately, you know, I realized my music far extends the four walls of a church, and that's for everybody. And that's even how he tailored myself and even the family I was raised in. We um, really, the way he's tailored us, we just really connect with all people. So for me, I knew I, I was, I could not stay in this in this genre and, and be the person that God has called me to be. I knew I could not stay in this genre and meet the masses because it just wasn't going to happen. Um, you know, I understand there's certain cliques I don't belong to, and I'm just going to be transparent. I understand that. I understand that, again, there's certain images you have to look like. There's certain ways you have to sound. Um, but the thing about it is that I know that God's anointed me as well, um, and anointing breaks the yoke. But at the same time, uh, for me, um, I'm where I'm supposed to be. So I'm freer because I'm able to still write the songs that, that speak to my faith, um, because that's not going to change. 365 days a year, I'm, I'm a Christ follower and it's who I am. But I'm able to talk about things that everybody relates to, breakups, relationships, you know, friendships that have gone south, or even just even the ocean, or, you know, taking time to yourself, um, or even just talking about what's going on in our world. You know, when you are confounded into a, a genre in terms of like being in a label, the Christian label, I used to wonder like why different artists said, hey, you know, don't don't call me a Christian artist, because I, I didn't understand. But now I understand because those artists who've gone before me and have even um, been elevated in their careers globally, um, they had to drop that tag, not because they were uh, ashamed of the gospel, not because they were ashamed of Christ, but because it was very limiting for them, and they were not able to get their music into the places that their music needed to go. And that's exactly what I've been experiencing. So definitely switching over to this genre. I haven't left anywhere in terms of like me spiritually as a person, um, but I am free now. I'm out of the box, and I'm free to create the music that I know I'm supposed to create for everybody. Right. And speaking of that, Alina, you know, what is it that really makes you smile or, or, or feel good inside when you think about, you know, somebody who is, um, you know, riding home in their car or, um, you know, sitting at home and just trying to have a true and private moment with themselves and they're listening to your music, you know, what is it about that situation that kind of helps drive you but also makes you smile and really touches you on the inside when you think about what that person is experiencing? Oh, gosh, I feel so much so much warmth in my heart. Um, I, I think it, it's like twofold. You know, I think it's also a matter of, oh, my gosh, like they're listening, <laughs> you know, like they're listening. But wow. What I, what they're saying to me, because people do actually say that to me, they say, oh, well, you know what? Um me and my husband listen to your song every night before we go to bed, or my three-year-old sings your song in the car, or different things like that. And what they say to me is what touches me far beyond me knowing that they, they're listening, is that they say what happens to them when they listen is that their heart is touched. They talk about how when they hear my lyrics that they, they feel healing. They talk about how, you know, they were in a situation or even just they were feeling good, and just hearing my music really just even made their day even more uplifted. And that to me, or even, hey, you know, we don't have to skip your songs in the car. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that really touches me um, because it just speaks to um, the giftings that I've been given by God, but also just speaks to my lyrical ability to touch people uh, just in a deep way. You know what I mean? I, I, the surface is cool, but, but I, I want to get to the heart of people. I want to get to the heart. 
And so whenever I hear that, that's, that, that touches me. All right. And Alina, before I let you go, you know, how can people yeah. access your music? Absolutely. So people can access my music on the digital music streaming site. So, for example, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music. I'm also on Shazam as well. Um, also, they can go to my website to get, like, physical copies at uh, Um And, yeah, and my social media is Alina Lurie. So on any uh, social media platform at Alina Lurie is how you can reach me as well. And can you spell that out, please, for the listening audience? Yes, I sure can. So it's Alina a-L-E-N-A space Lurie. So it's kind of like Murray, but you just drop the M and put an L. So it's Lurie, L-A-R-I-E. And that's Alina Lurie. All right. Well, Alina, thank you for joining us on today's show. Much continued success to you um, in your music career and all of your future endeavors. 